This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Goldie's Closet 228. It's Russo's brand. We got a beautiful guest for you. You just have to watch this next girl. She was on The Voice. She's an avid hunter, fisher, just a gorgeous, gorgeous country artist. She's out touring Brantley Gilbert. I can't even say enough names of the celebrity rubs that this chick is touring with. She's out on tour now. Check her out. Follow her. She's a badass. She's a force to be reckoned with. And Absolutely honored to have her on. 228 Goldie's Closet, Russo's Brand, the Channel Attitude Station for you. Thanks to all the patrons. If you're here and you're listening, I love you. You know how I feel about you. Without further ado, let's bring out, bring on our special guest, Miss Sadie Bass. Yay! Look at this gorgeous girl. For all of you who are listening to this right now, you need to be subscribing to the video so you can see this hot chick. However you call him, it's okay. Didn't Lainey Wilson just say something that like that recently? Who you said it? Lainey Wilson, she's a new country artist, and she's got a freaking donk on her. I mean, if this thing's a wagon, she got a nice butt. And oh, okay. And she joked about how, like, some of her fans, she's like, uh, she said something like, I don't care how you got here as long as you're here. Like, welcome, welcome. <laughs> there is something to be said about that, and it's so interesting when you look at artists who are really, we were just talking about this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Russo's brand, Channel Attitude. I'm with special guest. Sadie, I like to say bass, but it's bass. But I just bass, think like if we're talking about butts, we should say bass, but it's bass. I know it's bass. I was just giving you a hard time. Bass. This is bass. Episode... My bass looks right now. <laughs> this is episode 228. Want to thank everybody for listening and joining us, but especially if you're watching. As we said, this chick is a total hottie. I would know. I still clean up well myself. And if you saw me in my youth, I too was a complete hottie. Still kicking, still cooking. Still Haven't blown the blown the cobwebs off my vagina yet. We're good. Um, but it's so interesting about support. I call them supporters just because mine, like we talked about the Patreon, I know their lives so well and pro wrestling and all the things that I've done. A lot of these people have been around for years and mine are like full-fledged adults that are spending their hard-earned cash. So it's like for me to say they're my fan is weird for me. You probably have people like way, 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 way young and then way older. Like you probably have a really big spectrum of of fans, of supporters. What have you noticed about yours? What do you love about yours? Yeah, I definitely have a span um, like at shows and stuff. Like little, little girls, little kids love me. I'm like, dude, maybe I should have just do kids Bob or something because these kids love me. And they don't even know what I'm singing about. You know, like my newest song about Mary Jane. They have no idea. And then um, I've got like older people too. I like to sing older songs because I like it when an older person's like, oh, no way. And they turn their head like I would sing that for them. I want all ages to to like it. But like social media wise, uh, it says 80% male, 20% female. So uh, I don't know if they're all streaming my music, but they're following my socials. So that's cool. And that is really cool. I love, I love just, I mean, I love playing at home because my hometown is there and I get to visit them, but I don't know. I just get to visit so many places now and I love 
just any place that's different than where I'm from because it's really cool to see how how they kind of do life, you know. You are really you're really cooking and what I was going to make a point was as we were talking about Michael Jordan and he just said the other day like just doesn't get involved in like the politics of things and whatnot because he just wants people to enjoy his sports and his products and and that's how I am like I I've got yeah. just all walks of life of people that give me the time of day and I'm so honored and privileged that I'm like I don't I don't really care what you're into as long as we have a connection through music and through maybe a song that we've written or something to do with the band I'm good with that it sounds like you're really genuine and appreciative of your people too that's real cool Thanks. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, they're the people that I'm singing for now that I'm doing it as a job, you know, when you start writing, you're singing for yourself, but then when you're putting out music, you're trying to connect with people that way, you know? So I like, that's why I like putting out different kinds of songs too, because a lot of people in California and Colorado like my wake and bake song, but people in the South don't love that one, but they like my Holy ground song. You know, I just try to, I guess, connect with anyone really. It's yeah, I saw I saw that. I was like, okay, this I connect with her on. This I don't, but that doesn't matter. It, no, it's like you have people on your show because you want to put them over. You want to cross promote. And again, it's just, it's about the show and it's about continuing on. And I think a lot of people don't realize the continuing on. They're like, oh, I don't like that. Or I don't like that. Or I don't agree with that. It's like, you don't need to agree with everything yeah. with somebody to be their friend or to tolerate them or be kind to them or, or just appreciate them. Really? Absolutely. Cause I remember there was a couple artists that we've opened for that were doing things that were a little, little suspect in my book, but you know what? It was still a good show and I'm not best friends with that person. And one of them was Marilyn Manson. It was quite interesting what was going on backstage, <laughs> but like, yeah, it was an interesting show. What yeah. I was going to say for you, so small town of Michigan, which you say my town is the best. And we had this one, you know, stop. What would you say? Fuel well, stop. My town was the best. You said it was the best on several different pods and that's fine. I Stick guess every, everyone thinks that they're, no, they don't. That's what I was going to ask you about. Most people yeah. don't think their town is the best. They don't want to be from a small town. Really? Yeah, yeah that's why I, was I feel like. I guess you're right. I guess. Well, I guess a lot of people that I've been around, like a lot of my friends and stuff, I knew always wanted to leave, but then they missed it. But then I think it's like that familiar place, you know, that everyone's always like, "Oh, that reminds me of home." But I guess some people, yeah, can't wait to get out of there. You know, it's, it's weird in when you do, like, I couldn't wait to get out. Mine wasn't a small town, but I couldn't wait to ask where you're from. Really I'm from that. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. I wondered because your accent, you, yes. you say like Minnesota and I kind of, yeah. people ask I, if I'm from Michigan or Minnesota or Canada. Well, I just got home from there like last night. So I was there for a while, a couple of days. And so I sound when I just suck it up. But um, yeah, I'm from there. I and I had my record deal was with Prince, and but I couldn't wait to get out of Minneapolis and go to LA and go to the big city. Um, mine wasn't. So a small now you're there. Do you miss home at all, or are you so happy? Like, so you didn't love the small town vibe. I like, you like a lot going on. I like a lot going on, but like when I go home, I feel just as lost as I like for for me as an artist. I always wanted to get to the next big thing. The grass was always greener. I wasn't having enough where I was. I had to get more, I had to get more. And then when I got to LA, it was so strange. I call it when I was there, um, living there full time for many years, it's like people just sucked your soul out there. It's so 
Yeah, and it's no different than it is in Nashville. And I was going to ask you about that. Like what your experience, are you still in Nashville right now? Yes, but I'm on tour and I'm, I've been, I started in April and I'll get done mid fall. So it's the most traveling I've ever done. I'm only home like in Nashville. It was three days a week for the first couple months. And now it's like once every three weeks, maybe I go home, do my laundry, pack laundry. Yeah. And then head out. No. That's and but I yeah, get that. Out of Nashville, so I did the same thing. Small town, moved to Nashville. Have so you like, been here long enough though to see like it's so competitive and people are just? And I'm not being a Debbie Downer. It's, it's just in the industry. Be- Sorry, yeah. I just, you mean in the music industry? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I I hated it the first six months. I thought I was gonna move home it was just like such an industry like I just didn't realize when I signed up for to be a musician you know I was like oh this is God's plan I can write songs I love doing it I just need to get over the stage fright got over that but then it just everyone kept saying it's a 10-year town and it's not about what you know it's who you know so then it was called networking and when you went out it didn't just it wasn't genuine anymore like it didn't feel like people were places that they wanted to be when they wanted to be there, it was always like, oh, I'm tired, but I got to be networking. And they're basically giving their resume to every person that they walk up to. And then they figure out who each other knows and then work together. And it's just like, everyone was coming up to me telling me their resume. And like for a while, when I first moved, I just told people I was a waitress there. I said, yeah, I work at First Watch because I was at a breakfast place because I didn't even, I just didn't, I didn't want to have to tell them who I was and what I had going on. I want to know if I even like liked them. And once they figured out I wasn't in the music industry, they would act normal. And then that's how I like found friends and stuff. So I kind of figured it out, but it was, I mean, isn't it weird? Yeah. 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 You can still be authentic and you can still be cool and have it be good here. And uh, as crazy as it sounds, like I find my solace in the people that support the music that I do. Like they're so true. And so authentic and um, Patreon, like we were talking about, we've got one of the other things on all the tiers that you get is access to a Discord chart, a Discord chat, say that fast quickly, every week. So it's supposed to be like a half an hour. It always goes like an hour or more. And it's like people from all over the world that we all know each other through COVID. We started three years later and I just look forward to like talking to them every week. And it's usually about nothing. It's, it's not yeah. even about me or they're not asking about wrestling or music. Once in a while, they'll say, who's on the show this week? Or and I'll, I'll give them a little, you know, prelude to that. But they're just, there's a lot of really genuine people out there. They might not be in the music industry, but I really take comfort and solace in them and try to find the best out there. there and there's a lot of good people in Nashville, but it's so fucking cutthroat here. It's oh, just like, God. Are really great even they're they're all just doing what like they think you have to do which is like networking you know and they're like oh i'm meeting people and stuff but i've like when i moved i was just like praying for good people in my circle i guess you know until like just know when to hang on to a connection and when to be an acquaintance with one really let them fold so small town in michigan you said you started writing some songs you got yourself a guitar you learned on youtube how to do some things You had the stage fright, which I'm sure is still there, but not really. I'm sure you've conquered that by now. How are you with all of that? Because you've been playing out. You've got a lot of shows under your belt. You said you wanted to puke at first, but but now you're good. Now you're good. Yeah, I did your research. Yes, I just, 
I really was trying to figure out if I was a songwriter or supposed to be an artist. Cause I knew I was like, okay, this is the industry. And I just really didn't like, I hated doing shows like that whole day. I was stressed. I would say I was kind of bitchy because I needed to like think about what I was doing. And I was just so nervous and people would try to talk to me for, for the show. And I just didn't feel like, like, I felt like I would like snap, be snappy towards my mom. if She's trying to help. Yep. I was like, dude, I can't do this. I don't think it's for me. But ever since then, that little bit of confidence, like going on the voice and singing in front of all those people, just the pressure. I was like, there's really nothing scarier. And I did it. And it's people do, you know, enjoy hearing me sing. And if I like to write, I can just do both. So since then, the shows have been enjoyable and just so much better. And then Good. since so much, it's just getting easier and easier, really. Make sure you apologize to your mom. Not that you haven't already. Oh, I have. Oh, I have. My mom's the sweetest, sweetest thing. She was always trying to help me. But then, like, at the times when I was stressed, it was almost like I didn't, like, I needed to be alone, you know, like a minute to. And she was just so helpful and so sweet. And I've told her. She's the one who told me to start singing when I was younger. And I hated her for that, too. She would always ask me to sing for family and friends and I was like no no because I was so shy and I would get so mad at her and she was the one from the start who was trying to get me to sing for people oh I love it well I made sure I made peace my mom passed away so I made sure I made peace from all the times I was a creature as I called it because I have been in entertainment since I was three and and sometimes I did just want to be alone and I am kind of a loner and people don't always understand that you got all your own brewing things and you just need to I, I used to say to my bandmates that I just need to be left alone to decompose. I meant decompress. I need to decompose right now. And they're like, Goldie, do you mean decompress? Yeah, that. I mean that. But I haven't always been nice. And now even when I feel like being an asshole, I know like, you know what? You can't be like that. Cause the person might be dead the next day. So I'll just ch- take a chill. But I, I will tell people like, it's probably a good idea. I say that I'm not around humans right now. Like, just let me, let me be. And I don't think people understand all the shit that people come up and dump on you and say at shows and before shows and after shows and just personal things or stuff that I wish that they wouldn't have said, or, Oh, you look old now, or, you know, like, Oh, you gained weight or it's like, really? Well, fuck off. You know, like people say stuff and, and that it does affect you. And, you have to process it. And sometimes the people that are close to you or around you, they, they get lashed out at a little bit. So I'm trying really, really hard to be the nicest I can be at shows, even when I don't feel like being like that. But it sounds like you're kicking ass and doing really well with that. Yeah, I haven't had a lot, I feel like, where I had to process really people saying things like that and stuff yet. But that would be kind of hard. You know, that's, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of that with like waitressing when things would like scuffles with customers and stuff like how that was hard to decompress after work to like be like okay and then move on from it so I can relate so that would be hard yeah with shows usually I'm just thinking about all the times I messed up at my shows not usually like somebody saying something like that you know yeah no it's it's interesting so you're too first off how did you did you just audition normally for the voice or did you have a networking help get into that how did you do it no, I think that they probably saw that my socials uh, were doing well. Reach out. They reached out through email and I was waitressing that day. And my cousin, Emma, my manager now, she had called me like a bunch of times. I was walking out of work, you know, took off my apron, walking in my car. And I saw that she called me so many times. And so I called her back and she's like, dude, 
we got an email from the boys and you opened it and didn't even say anything. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going on, like I'm not doing that. And she's the one who talked me and do it again. And basically was like, if you want to, if you want to conquer your stage fright, like you say, you do, this is pretty much how you're going to do it. Either you figure it out or you don't. And I was just so terrified of it, but I did it. What did you, you did the first one and I don't know your story as far as how many more that you did, you did the blind. And then what happened oh, after that? I only made it to battles. So I did the blind audition. Uh, Gwen Stefani turned for me and Blake Shelton. I wanted to pick Blake because I thought, ooh, country music. He found out once he heard I was from Michigan, I felt like he was like let down because he's so into, so like that's his thing for yep. the show, whatever. But what he doesn't know is that country music doesn't just come from the South. So I picked Gwen and I'm like, she's married to him anyway, so it'll still work out. And then um, did battles, went against Kayla. Gwen, I will say, gave us not a good song. She gave us, and sorry for any bread lovers out there, but she gave us the song Everything I Own by Bread. And uh, I don't know, it just wasn't, I didn't love the song, but I thought I sang it good, but I made it to that I did. Kayla won. She had a really cool vibrato in her voice, which is like, oh, you know, they can shake it. So did that and then went home, but I was actually happy because with the contracts and stuff for the voice, you couldn't put out music or post singing videos or anything for the whole duration you were there. And I was already there for three months. And before that, starting in like whatever month, I don't even know, I couldn't post anything and I couldn't release music till December. So like whatever the last date you got voted off in you could release music sooner. So I was kind of happy because I was like, oh, I can still get some momentum by the time they air and then put out some music and then hopefully it grows. So, so wait, wait tell, me how, tell us how it works again. Okay. So if you're going to be on the show, then for what, what's your time commitment with them or how does it work? We can't, I mean, there's like a big thing where you can't share all the contractual stuff. Cause there's a lot of weird stuff. Cause then they would sue us, but I don't think it's crazy to say that when you start doing the paperwork and you sign on to do the show yep. um, from, the, from a certain date on, you can't post any videos of you singing, no original music. You can't promote promote any music you already have out. And then through the duration of filming, which is months and months long, it started in May, okay. the show didn't air till October. I was there from May till August. So I, nobody knew where I was from May to August. I couldn't show where I was doing. I didn't have content built up because I'm not, I would not like a, I didn't figure that out yet, you know? But you could, you could in theory have been posting about your dog or something else yeah, or me I as a kid or pictures of me or this or that or whatever. Okay. Um, yes. So I think we scraped up a couple posts. That was about it. But then, um, once you do the show, whenever you get voted off a certain amount of months out from when your your last uh, show airs is when you can put out music. So I was like, oh, well, since I only lasted to battles, I can put out music sooner and that will give me some momentum. So that's what happened. So I think it all worked out. Oh, no, it did. And that's like some of the keys to that. Those shows is to go on and not win. Because yeah. if you do, then you're completely contractually bound, like a lot of funky things that people don't realize or know. And um, it's almost, well, in my opinion, it's it's better to do exactly what you did. So you, you crush that. The one um, thing I wish, though, so badly is the battles that we sang. They montaged our episodes, so they only showed us both singing, I think, one line of the song. So I will never, ever, ever hear that performance and how it sounded. 
because it happened mm. in Lifetime. They didn't. It's not on YouTube anywhere. It's not on TV. Like Kayla and I don't have a recording of it. Nothing. We'll never be able to hear what it sounded like. Well, I want to know so bad. I just you got other fish to fry. Yeah, I would. I would much rather you be free to go do what you need to do and build your social. Oh no, I'm happy. I, but I mean, not hearing the performance isn't that crazy? Like I had a whole performance that was taped, and we'll never be able to see it to that song. That's crazy. I wish you could have like just put a little camera on your purse or something. Like I know, that. <laughs> dude. I did not know that. It's crazy. And I, I remember I asked the show afterwards, "Hey, is there any way we can see that or hear that?" And they said, "No." Like, Isn't that so? I got asked to do uh, a show. Uh, Oprah's network reached out to me on an email. Ooh. They asked me some things, and Dr. Phil was going to be on his show a few months ago. Okay. It was super exciting, but. Um, a couple of people got COVID and I was like, oh, so then they shifted the show to be about breast milk and, and that's not me. I can't help you there. I don't have any breasts or any milk or any kids, so I'm good. But uh, I bought one of those like little tiny cameras that like clips to your purse because I was like, man, I'm going to get behind the scenes for my Patreon people. <laughs> What's that? So you did? Or no, you you didn't because you didn't get I to I didn't do get it. to go, but I still have the camera, so yeah. I use it sometimes. Yeah. And now there's Gone. tiny tiny little ones that you can get i hope they're cheap they're super cheap you can get them on amazon so just say i'm gonna go order some that's a great well, they're idea tiny little, they're like literally the size of like the tip of a pin and they just clip on your yeah, some conversations like between like me or like fans that like they'll like just imagine some of the weird things you hear that i'm like if anybody could have just heard what i had to go through i could have that on recording that would be hilarious I tell you, get your little cameras. They're really, really interesting. And you just never know when something crazy is going to happen or whatnot. But if you go do another show, which I'm sure that you will, like just, I mean, you got to be really careful with what you do with the footage, but, you know, just to have it so you can have your recording. So. Yeah, that's kind of just filming people, but whatever. You went on an opening with Brantley Gilbert and a cruise. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so that was because... Uh, in Grand Rapids in Michigan, they did something called Battle of the Bands and then like Battle to the Bash. So I had gotten a band together and we were like three shows deep into me trying to play in front of people, which was not great, I must say. But people kept coming, I guess. I don't know. They liked the music. And uh, we ended up winning that. I think it's because I did some originals and stuff. And yeah. we act the place so then um we ended up getting to play on the cruise with Brantley Gilbert and it had like Chase Rice and Tyler Braden huge people and then I think myself and Angie K were the two only girls um on the cruise which was really cool but it was so early on that I did not feel like I belonged at the time and it was really uh crazy um, the amount of fans but the fans there were so nice and so great and a lot of them still send like christmas cards and reach out on social media and stuff so it was cool to do that one yeah. i've never been on cruise before you really should think of a patreon that's simple that is just things that you can offer people to connect that want to connect with you on a different level that's a really cool thing if you i know it's a lot of work everything is a lot of work it's asking them what they want you know like you can't ask them you can't ask them what you want because they, it's like you get this from my social media. This is what I already posted and show you guys. But like, what is it that you guys want to see? Yeah, you know? like I Which said, what? Great, please. What's that? 
<laughs> but don't be a freaking creep because imagine what people are yeah oh yeah i get it. i get, i tell my dad all the time i could make so much money because he was like well you know i'm like well i can make a lot of money doing other things but again that's just not me i gotta be authentic to me just and that in your mind that you could if you ever had to maybe it's just a nice pillow you know yeah yeah i'm just yeah it's not <laughs> it's not me like i said i was raised a different way um to empowerment to me is different than what a lot of really young girls think empowerment is and i think when they get older and they realize like a lot of the stuff that they thought that they were empowered is going to really literally bite them in the ass pun intended so i i just always try to encourage people to like be true to themselves and be a true boss babe by you can still yeah. put out stuff that's sexy and hot but like there's there is a line on some things and and then just call it what it is, which is another word that starts with a P. <laughs> just call it that. Like, so I get it. Like everybody's got their thing and their game, but I really like it when you can come up with something that people like, like on Patreon, where it's it's a it's a postcard every month, or it's a phone call, or a video call, or it's just something that I like to always because I've got a lot of younger girls who have followed me for a long time too, and now they're growing up. But like, I just always like to do things I can look myself in the mirror and be super proud of or that I could show anybody of any walk no, of life and, and say, here, check this out. Or would it be a good environment to? Yeah. So that's me. Some people don't give a fuck and that's fine. They don't care. And it's like, you do you. And I got plenty of, I would say acquaintances that do that other stuff, but, but I know sometimes they hurt inside and they're not really um, addressing that. Figuring it, figuring it out. Yeah. 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 So I really think you should check out the Patreon thing because that would be really good for you. So, okay, we did. What other tours are we doing right now? What are we working on? What can we promote? What can we get people excited about? I only have you for a few more minutes. You told a great story. As soon as I got off the voice, I did that private house tour, which was like 16 dates all over, which was cool. What is that? Well, I basically was like, hey, I want a tour and I want to go to all these states that you guys keep commenting, like Colorado, blah, blah. But they're so far, you know, I'm artists I don't have a million dollars so I'm gonna try to make it work and like basically go to a state and visit like three houses when I go and then when I come back I can book a venue and be like hey I can sell tickets here now because I made fans what do you mean three houses like I would go to South Carolina and have a show uh in South Carolina at at a house in a backyard and then three hours from there I would drive to another house in their backyard and then drive three hours to another house at a barn or a farm or would people pay you Sadie no, I did it on donation base. So I brought my merch and I sold my merch. And that's how I made Woo, it. Girl, you got balls. Yeah. So I did that. And then when I would come back to play the venue, I would tell the owner, hey, I've never played here, but I just played these houses. This is how many ticket sales I think I can get you. And I would try to promote it on social media and then would show up and play the show and then be invited back. So... Did you get a guarantee from them when you said that you sold some tickets? I need a guarantee. Or again, are you just doing no, a door I deal? No, I off of what, what, what came in through the door, like a percentage base is what I okay. did. Okay. So I hope you're covering yourself though. Yeah. But now, so then I did that at first and then I launched another tour because that one went so well with full band too, um, more national. And that one uh, was really long and we added more dates to what I posted on my page. Um, but it goes till like middle of fall. So like October, I'd say. And that's like every single weekend, like 
multiple, multiple days. I've never traveled so much in my life. And that's what I was just saying earlier. I was joking when you said something about pooping. And I said, I was literally, I've been constipated like this whole freaking year, dude. My body does not know when it's time to poop and if it can poop because it's just in so many different time zones eating. If I'm in the South, they're giving me fried food. If I'm over here, give me this, that, and I'm eating it because it's free, dude. It is free. So it has been a journey. But anyways, that's the tour we're in right now. It goes till the fall. I'm still uh, keeping track of everything as of right now, but we'll see how I am at the end of this. And I'm playing in my hometown, Bath, tomorrow. And then I'm playing uh, Florida this weekend. Uh, I think I'm in... Oklahoma and Kansas next weekend. So the dates are all listed on my website. I can't recite them. There's a lot. Um, but on my Instagram too, there's a big bonfire graphic at the top of my page. It has all the dates listed there too. If anybody wants to check them out. You have merch? I'm like, they can get that or, on the website? website yes, I have fire on the back with my tour dates. It's a tour shirt. So when people go to these shows and buy them, it's going to say their city on the back. So very Taylor Swifty of you. Very Swifty. <laughs> Taylor Swift did some good stuff. She's done a lot of great stuff. She really has. Really badass. Uh, probably will be using the shitting in the sound clip because that is a really oh, good clickbait. So been the number one thing. No, dude, you want to hear one more story about that? Yeah, do it because your your thumbnail is going to be off the charts, and I promise I'll get you some people. But just let me make one jacked up thumbnail. It's going to be great. great. I can see it now. Add the last part and this part. Okay. So. I, so yeah, okay, conservation story. <laughs> okay, dude, I was in PCB. It was hot as crap out. I had planned on wearing like a tank top and some shorts, like, you know, maybe a little crop or something and play this full band show. And this was after three or four other shows. It was the last show of the weekend. Mind you, this is day 10 of constipation. All my band has gotten to hear about the whole, every ride everywhere every time I ate all the time I was like I'm gonna go sit on the toilet I'm gonna go sit there for 30 more minutes and we're talking about things I can put my feet on to do this and different exercises we're trying to like massage it out because I'm complaining because I have not pooped so my day 10 of constipation in PCB I go to put on my short just to change before the show I feel like crap you know because I'm full literally of shit and so then I can't button up my shorts my try on all my shorts can't button them up they're like the Levi's with four snaps so I buttoned two snaps, left two open, and then looked through all my shirts. All I had were tanks and like crop tops. So I wore my own merch in like an extra large and put it over that and left it unbuttoned and played that show. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to get some Senex or a natural laxative. No, or something. I did laxatives. I did two enemas, shoved two things up my butt. And that before that, I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. If I was that desperate, no, two of those things didn't work. I did, like, I put this on Instagram, you know, just while I was there. And I was like, dude, what else can I do? And everyone, the one thing I didn't try that everyone swore by was a cigarette. But I didn't have a cigarette. A cigarette so, up your butt? No, no, just to smoke a cigarette. They said, if you smoke a cigarette, you will poop. And I was like, I'll have one, but go get one. I'm like, it's not worth it, I don't think. So I didn't. Oh, okay. I, people said, I sat outside and smoked a cigarette that I would for sure poop. Interesting. But since then, I have little poop gummies and I eat oatmeal every day. And I wouldn't say we're regular, but we've got something happening here and there. What a fantastic podcast this has been to get an insight into your 
digestive experience. <laughs> I really appreciate that. If I go early, it's because of colon cancer or something. No, we don't. Don't joke about that. No, you dippy girl. Um, let's talk real quick before we leave everybody. We, we did some plugs. Just you're an avid uh, camper sports let's just talk a little bit about that because everybody here will pop hard for that that's a wrestling turn they'll be very excited just yeah. give us the gamut about you know why all the dudes or bros out there are gonna dig you because you are into sports so let's talk um i'm into i am into all kinds of sports outdoor especially um my dad didn't have a son i'm big into hunting i like fishing i'm not a great fisherman but i do like being on the lake uh mm-hmm. as far as sports sports goes i grew up playing you know volleyball basketball softball I did track but then I chose softball and then I ended up playing college softball for a year LCC and then I quit for music and then just the other day um I got asked to do the celebrity softball game at the Lugnut Stadium and I played against uh who's a guy Rodriguez who's literally playing for the Lions right now for Michigan and Jose something I don't know how to pronounce his last name all these big dudes basically who just jacked home runs all day and I was the only girl and I played with these guys and I didn't break anything which is good because I don't have health insurance but that's my you don't have health insurance in my life you don't have it no all right we're gonna talk after this (laughs) yeah but yeah that's my sports plug I'd say well I everything you've talked about things music Say it again. You cut off. I said all the sports guys out there, if they want to check in and check out my music, that'd be great. That would be really, really great. And I will, like I said, I'll do your fanfare after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been 228 Goldie's Closet Channel Attitude with our special guest, Sadie Bass. Not Bass. And she's uh, she's delightful. Go follow her. Like I said, she's hot, but she's talented and she's driven. And we, we wanted to do a Patreon and we want to do something where we can get a little extra exclusive content on there but for now please follow her her big one is instagram she's gonna be working on twitter she's got a great tiktok that we're gonna start working hard and facebook so go give her a follow check her out we thank her so much for her time today that she's given us and like i said if you haven't subbed jerusalem's brand yet and you're just listening to this one you need to get the video because you want to see hot chicks you want to see want to see anybody hot <laughs> <laughs> you want to see somebody talk about taking a dump or not taking a dump we thank you. At, we thank you so, so much, everybody. And as always, I remind you to be safe out there, but be free. Wink, wink. And always stay golden. And then we clap at the end. Hey. What's up, everyone? It's Goldie Impact Wrestling, TLC's Cheap Skates. Ted Nugent's running wild from him somewhere in the woods. And maybe you've seen our band, Goldilocks Band. We're out there. We're on tour. But now we're connecting on Cameo. So I want to tell you that I am here to be your humble servant. And that's whatever you need said for you, for a friend, a shout-out, a golden shout-out. You name it, here and on it. Now, just reminding you, keep it classy, keep it cool, and keep it above the belt. But I want to offer you something a little bit uh, a little bit different. Just remember, if I'm not on the road and I've got access to these next beauties, we can always have... Da-da-da-dum. 
want to make this the most amazing experience for you ever because you deserve it. Your friends deserve it. Your loved ones deserve it. And just remember, I can sing you a few lines of a song. It can be from from anywhere. Like, uh, it can be from somewhere over the rainbow. Or it could be near, far, wherever you are. It could even be on a highway to hell. It can even be from there. Oh, and keep in mind, not all requests are the same. Maybe your motivation comes with a harder edge. Maybe you need a more jagged little pill. There's nothing that I love more than playing the heel. So if you need your message delivered with more, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intention? Please specify. Can't wait to connect with you on Cameo. Thanks so much for being here. Stay golden.